everybody, welcome to Bamcast Extra, episode 55. We are at the speed limits yeah. of Bamcast Extra. I can't cast 55. No, but you have to. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And we're back. We've got another Too Long for Bamcast Prime movie. This one has been recommended to us in the past, which is why we picked it up. It was recommended to us based on one thing. Oh, yeah? The opening theme of this movie, which I can see as an absolute plus. Okay. Uh, it is 1982's I, the Jury, mm-hmm. Mickey Spillane's Mike, uh, Mike, the Jury, Mickey <laughs> Spillane's I, the Jury. <laughs> so, Mickey Spillane's Mike Hammer in I, the Jury. Sure. I think is how okay. they would say it on network television. Right. With Stacey Keach. <laughs> Except not. Okay. It stars uh, Armando Sante. Armando Sante. Who I believe is making his Bamcast debut. Eh, sure. We'll go with that. I mean, he's probably making movies now that might qualify, but back in the day, this man was a handsome man. Yeah. He's a handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was in shit like Judge Dredd, which we should have covered, but, oh, we, man, but yeah. we haven't. Okay. Yeah. I forgot. Oh, God. He yeah. is in Judge Dredd, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he was. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, real quick, this is uh, vaguely based on a Mickey, uh, two Mickey Splane novels, kind okay. of mushed together, but then mostly updated for modern day and stripped out of everything. Written by Larry Cohen, Bamcast alum, for, you know, The Ambulance yeah. and Q, Q and yeah. uh, he wrote Maniac Cop. And he also directed it for a week and then was fired and replaced by someone else. Great. So there's a fun little piece of trivia for you. Mm. <laughs> So, but yeah, this is a modern day film noir detective, hard boiled, shitty New York. Yep. Solving crime. Yep. Replaced all the things that were probably World War II with the Vietnam War. Yes. Everyone is from Vietnam in this, mm-hmm. and uh, they've all seen some shit. But so the plot of this movie is confusing? A, a little bit. Bit. I mean, it's it's straightforward, but it's also like every once in a while you're just like, what the fuck is happening? What is what is this movie about? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I'm I'm still. <laughs> we might talk through it, but I mean, I'm still confused on like the main connection. That's that's the mm-hmm. that's the one thing that I'm like, wait, what? Why him? Yeah. Okay. Um. Basically, it starts and this dude comes home. From something. Well, I mean the the cold open. If you want to talk about that, yeah, right. Yeah, there is a cold open where yes. he is. Um, <laughs> I mean, the movie basically opens and and uh, and I don't know. We'll say Armando Sante Hammer. We'll say Mike, Mike Hammer, Hammer is fishing a dead fish out of his aquarium while mm-hmm. this guy is like, "So, will you take the job?" And he's like, "What? I'm sorry, I wasn't even listening." And um, he's basically like, "Yeah, I th- I think my wife's cheating on me, and I'm going out of town, so I want you to, you know." Follow her, you mm-hmm. know, watch the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, okay, I got that. And then cut to like, or he asked for a photo of her and he's like, oh yeah, you're in trouble. And then cut to him having sex with the lady <laughs> while the guy is on the phone. He goes like, no, enjoy your time in Pittsburgh. And, you know, I'll just, I got things well in hand. Yeah. Something <laughs> then, suddenly came then, up. <laughs> and then, as we were saying, the opening cuts right into the opening you know, credits music, which is Bill Conti yes. doing the music. And he's going, fucking jamming out. Going all fucking out with this shit. Yeah. And it's just a series of still photos. Mostly involving his gun. Yeah. But just like the Armand Asante in still photo is just the best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the opening credits music for this is fucking insane. Like, yeah. And it keeps building. It's like, oh, this is pretty rip- ripping. And then all of a sudden it just fucking goes off and you're just like, oh, hell, <laughs> yes. I, please put this movie inside me. I'm ready. Let's do this. 
Uh, it is also exposed that uh, Mike Hammer's a piece of shit. <laughs> He's an angry piece of shit. He has a moral compass kind of in the right situation, but he is an angry, violent piece of shit the entire time. The thing is, though, I fucking loved everything that he does. Yeah. Because anytime he is super pissed off at somebody, there is some ridiculous stunt or violence or something that comes out of it. And those are the best moments in this movie. Yeah. Also, uh, bystanders, beware. Because (laughs) he bowls fucking bystanders over in this movie on multiple occasions. Yes. Fucked a lot of you. (laughs) Now, I look, I'm I mean, I'm old, but I'm not that old. I I don't think i've ever seen a mike hammer anything before this i've seen maybe an episode of the television show when i was a kid okay but nothing yeah i mean i my saying stacy keach was about the, as far as my knowledge yep. goes it's just you know i remember the commercials of like stacy keach's uh-huh. mickey splains mike hammer yep because I, I i always appreciate when when a character becomes so eponymous with the author mm-hmm. and the you know like it's just I can't think of another one right now. Like, like, well, I mean, you couldn't have a, a TV series without it being Daniel Steele's right. whatever. <laughs> right. But, you know, like, just Mickey Splain's Mike Hammer. Yeah. But, yeah, that's this is kind of my first full foray into the I will say also, Mike Hammer yeah. world. Anyway, but yes, um, cold open means fuck all to this movie. It's it just, just it's sets just, up that Mike it, Hammer's a dick. It's a Bond-style <laughs> opening of like, yes, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll totally. fuck your wife. Yeah. <laughs> How long will you be gone? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, as you were starting to say, the actual start of the real plot right. is dude comes home and it's been a hard day rocking. He's uh, had hard days rocking. Let yeah. me slip off my arm. Yeah, because yeah, he, he has a gun like on a, a, a shoulder harness thing, um, takes that off and then like takes his jacket off. And yeah, he's a one armed man. Yep. Um, with, you know, has a fake arm type thing. He does. And it's just kind of relaxing and then gets a knock at the door, I think. Or does someone just open the door? I can't remember. Someone opens the door. He's like in the bathroom, just like wetting his face. Right. Like, oh, it's been a hard day. Yeah. He hears the door open and he's like, what the? And he goes out to investigate. Yeah. And you just see hand come in with, with gun with silencer and and like. It's the dumbest like murder mystery bullshit because he's just like, what are you doing here? Right. <laughs> And you just see gloved hand now, with gun. Now, I will say, like, this dude has a shirt off and, like, I don't know. We have to, I guess you have to point out, like, technical flaws. But, like, immediately I went, what the fuck's wrong with his abdomen? And that's exactly where he oh, got yeah. shot. Because, like, because yes. he had, like, obviously, like, squib thing already, yeah. like, which was dumb because there was no need to put it in that shot. Mm-hmm. But the shot when he walks out of the bathroom, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with his abdomen? But it's obviously where the squib pack was because that's right. exactly where he gets shot. And then so just... It's a pretty good squib pack, though. It, it I mean, is. It's but like, it, oh, they shot that It man. is, but I mean, like I said, I saw it before yes. it went off. <laughs> so, um So, yes, he slowly dies mm-hmm. in his apartment. And then... The uh, cops are there. Yep. Led Paul, by Paul Sorvino. Yep. Paul Sorvino's Captain something? Yes, he's Captain something. <laughs> I was going to remember it, but... Uh, he's, he is... Uh, Chambers. Chambers. Captain Chambers. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And Hammer gets, you know, comes up and just barges his way in because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. He's a private detective in case you didn't know, but yes. like he has full run of the cops. Like they. Well, I, he, it, it, from my understanding, the dude who got shot, Mike Hammer and uh, Paul Sorvino were all in Nam together. Right. So I think Sorvino calls him almost anytime there's anything. Sure. Uh, 
And so, yeah, Paul Servino called him and was like, you know, dude's dead. Come check it out. Yeah. And he gets, like, mildly emotionally distraught, but then it goes into detective mode, and he's like, why was this over here? What's this doing here? Yeah. All, all that kind of stuff. And Who moved this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I what was the thing that tipped him off like to go start investigating? Like, I'm trying to figure out what... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's right. He gets... um, He figures out the make of the gun and that this other dude sold it or... or, No, he... Other dude was a special effects guy in the movies and reported it stolen. Right. And that's that's his lead. Yes. And immediately I'm thinking, wait, (laughs) is this another FX movie? (laughs) What's happening here? I I had to remember the first string of like how he got going because, yeah, he Paul Servino goes and gives him the make of the gun and then it was reported stolen Mm -hmm. and that they found it. Yeah. Um, So so he he goes to the set. Yeah. And just drives right up to the front of the fucking set again. And. I don't know what kind of movie they're making. I mean, it's some kind of gangster movie, but yeah. like they've got, you know, old Model T cars and things like that. And, you know, you can hear the, the assistant director or whatever, like calling out like, all right, you know, all extras with this in place. You know, we want you over here and make mm-hmm. sure to check your wires because, you know, check your squib pack wires and all this stuff. And he walks right up to the guy that he was going to question and he's like, dude, not right now. I'm working like kind of busy right now. And yeah, my camera is not having. This. No, he's like, and <laughs> does your job. He doesn't even like grab the guy. He grabs like his assistant and throws him into the control board, <laughs> the yeah. squib control board, which yes. just sets everything off. This like is the funniest, <laughs> awesomest shit. <laughs> like this scene was going to be like make Untouchables look like a Nickelodeon production because like this shit, like like the car has squibs going off on it. Everything's blowing up. All the like extras are standing around craft service tables just going and like <laughs> and it, and, it, and, it <laughs> and it sprays the director in the face because somebody's standing near him and, and he's just going cut, cut, <laughs> cut. <laughs> Everything goes off. It is and, and, so and they even come back good. to my camera for a second. He's just giggling. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, yeah, well, I've got I can do whatever I want in this town. I just fuck this for you. And, and so like he's like, all right, guys, let me talk. And we see we see a dude sort of like semi off camera, like loading. It's is, a knife gun. It is. It is a knife launcher, basically. Like at first I was like, what is that? He just fucking shoots a knife. But, at but, this guy. but he t- he's talking to him. He's like, all right. So now that all that bullshit's out of the way. Um, and then obviously the guy just collapses on, on him and he's like, oh, you have a knife in your back. And yeah. Looks over and the guy's already gone. The but he is like, knife. OK, look, now that this movie is king of since you're about to die, please tell me the thing I wanted to know initially, because mm-hmm. the dude, he's just like, dude, you're not you just. You're not going to make it. Tell me the name of the person with the gun. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, Charlie, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I got this. So Kalecki. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> uh, that guy is Alan King, who mm-hmm. is, you know, inside the comedy mine with Alan King. Right. Uh, but famous for other things, of course. And he's he's just mobster guy. I who guess. was also in their nom party i guess uh, maybe i don't know it's they all know each other somehow i think i think he was i think he was another nom- okay. nommer <laughs> <laughs> oh nom, 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 nom. He likes eating yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, he goes to he calls that guy and he's like look they're gunning for you whoever they are and he's like whatever and then my camera fucking <laughs> tries to fake assassinates him you know he just takes a bunch of shots at him so that he can gain his confidence he's like see i told you they were coming for you yeah oh also he before he even went to see him he fucked with one of his henchmen outside because this guy was trying to rough him up a little bit like he was like very violently frisking him and then so he's just like oh hold on let me, let me pay the cab driver and he gets back in the cab and then like tucks <laughs> t- tucks this guy's trench coat into the cab door and then shuts it on him and then is like all right bye 
guy, or he tips the guy a nickel or a yeah, dime. Yeah, he gives him a dime, and that pisses off the cab driver to where he's just like, fuck this, and just fucking drags this dude down the street. Yeah, so at the end, so at the end, at the end of their meeting, this guy shows back up, and he's like, oh, I think he was trying to catch a cab or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And that guy's just, you know, got hamburger face from being dragged on the pavement. There are so many bits in this that are so good, and... Like, I think even before all this, he went to go see his buddy who lived up in the woods, like in a camping grounds or something. Shit, was that before? Yeah, because like he early on, he noticed that he had a tail on him. And so he and his secretary, uh, Lorraine Landon, uh, have to sneak around and do a bunch of we got to lose our tail. Mm -hmm. And then that they get in a, you know, watercraft and fly off to go see Jeffrey Lewis, who is just this guy who lives on a campground, I guess. And he's another guy they went to Nam with, mm -hmm. and I don't know. They're just asking him things like, "Hey, well, like he he had a camp. It, it was like he bought. I think a, so. He bought, like, a, yeah. he bought a kid's camp, and yeah. then like it's been shut down for two years because like they show up in the seaplane, and he's just like, this place is a fucking dump. And yeah, he's just drunk guy, like just he's I, living out my years drinking. He's just fucking pounding back Bacardi one fifty one, like turbo alcoholic yeah. <laughs> like, and he's like no you can't stay here i got no food i got nothing just get out <laughs> and they don't really do much he's just like hey you know that guy our friend is dead i have no idea what part this guy played in it at all and it's just like oh uh well we did a thing once with mind control and mm -hmm. we did some drugs and things and that's probably important but oh look there are dudes here from the government yeah they smell like cia does and and so he's like, well, let's go. Let's get in your Jeep. He's like, I don't have any gas in that. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So they MacGyver up some bullshit by pouring a bunch of rum and mothballs into the gas tank. And they have her fill the air filter with lighter fluid or something. <laughs> Starter, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. But well, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, all right. So like I'm trying to science this my way through this. Like, OK, so it is 151. So mm -hmm. it's flammable. Yes. Um, I don't know what the mothballs would do, except for maybe take out the sugar. Maybe. Perhaps. Sure. Um. But then the lighter fluid would be because rum is too isn't it's flammable, but like not probably via spark plug. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking they're trying to ignite it. Okay, you know, using the lighter fluid makes sense. So, so yeah, they get this car started. Yeah. And it, to be fair, my camera is like this is gonna fuck up your Jeep. Yeah. Like you could say goodbye to this thing. And they have this car chase where holy shit. Like, holy shit. <laughs> Plus, the thing is just smoking like a motherfucker, yeah. too, because it's running on rum. But <laughs> They are having this car chase where they're going through other campgrounds and just fucking things up, like taking out people's porches and driving through, like, like just bathroom barns mm -hmm. and just... And everyone around is kind of cool with it. Like A little bit, yeah. All right. <laughs> nit, movie nitpick. Okay. Like, I want to know this, like, if you ever remember this, like, every tent I have ever had in my life... Mm -hmm. The floor and the ceiling are connected. Yes. It is one thing. It yeah, is like you can't it, just yoink a tent. It is like a big <laughs> pocket. And yeah. now I don't know if like at one point in time it was like, all right, throw down a tarp and then put this tent over it. I don't know if that's how tents used to be, but in movies, cars will drive by and yoink a tent mm -hmm. and then it's just like the people who are in it usually having just having had sex. Right. And then and like, almost always, usually, too, they just go they shrug and like yeah, well, more sex then. Yeah, we were into it, so you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But that happens in this, and yeah, and I, I just every time I'm like, I that is not like any tent I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. Every tent is like a giant pocket, yeah, with the floor and the ceiling being one thing. But anywho, 
they light a Molotov cocktail at one point where I was convinced Lorraine Landon had caught herself on fire. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Uh, to which they, you know, it, it's funny, like halfway through this, like, Jeffrey Lewis says, I think they're trying to hurt us. <laughs> <laughs> they're getting sprayed with a machine gun fire. <laughs> yeah. They Molotov cocktail one car, which uh, proceeds to make them flip out and go like, ah, and then run their car over a, cl- a small cliff and into the lake. Oh man, that thing launches. Yeah, it and does. like you, I that literally made me go, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it launches into the lake, and then the other one, he's like, "I think he actually goes." Are there any hairpin turns? Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, there's one coming up." <laughs> and so like they, you know, bunch of dust and everything, and they've got a little bit of lead on him now, mm-hmm. and so he just stops the car in the middle of the of of the road sideways, so that this car comes around the corner and hits it, and then just very brief gunfight but apparently hammer hits the gas tank because yeah. makes the car explode and, mm-hmm. and he's just like well all right well good job yeah killing them cia guys I sorry guess. about your jeep yeah <laughs> it's funny later because paul sorfino in closing a conversation with my camera says try not to kill that many people today yeah. <laughs> he just has this license to just fucking murder people mm-hmm. and then like the next scene will always be like paul sorfino saying well you're clear to that one <laughs> that guy was a piece uh, of shit. yeah yeah i think he actually says like try and try to kill only one or two people today <laughs> yes <laughs> Like, there's a whole NYPD division <laughs> just <laughs> cleaning up Mike Hammer's messes. Yeah. Uh, uh, he also goes to a sex clinic, or he goes to see, he he goes to a doctor mm-hmm. who had been seeing the guy who got killed, and he's, you know, this is just, you know, he goes there and it's just like, tell me information, and the doctor lady, who's Barbara Carrera from whichever James Bond movie she was in. The unofficial one. Uh, Never Say Never Again? Yeah. Okay. And... It, it she he's just you know tell me the information and she's like uh, doctor patient privilege and he's just like oh yeah well uh fine <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah and he does like yoink out a listening device and is like aha you've got records i know you do mm-hmm. and the rest of the movie between them is just him just coming back and going ah come on tell me and she's like no and then like the third time is like ah and he, she's like all right here read this <laughs> which i don't know <laughs> well I, I don't I don't they never really say exactly what was in the file. He gets very upset at it for whatever reason. I think it's basically like dude couldn't get it up or maybe he was gay. I don't know. It's I think it was the latter. It's kind of the way he reacts is that it's the 80s version of him being gay because he goes immediately into that dude saved my life in a foxhole or some right. shit. And I'm yes. like, so that yes. just proves that they can serve and everything's fine. <laughs> dipshit. <Yeah>. And <laughs> he saved your life and was a good person. Yeah. And what's the problem? <laughs> you disarmed your best friend. <laughs> yeah, he does. Say, he's like, he yeah. went to get my helmet and I, lost his I, arm. I lost my helmet and he, he went to get it and lost his arm. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some guilt thing yeah. going on. But they never really address that. No, it's just something in the file and he <clears throat> rips the whole file up, including the, the, the file folder itself. <laughs> yes. But it's whatever like, it is. Trash. Yeah. Um, but she runs like this sex clinic. And yeah, well, basically, he's like, she's like, I don't really do my work here. It's yeah. really this place. It's at the the Barnett Institute or whatever. Movies used to just create these things of, of palatial estates in the woods that would just have the weirdest shit going on. It doesn't seem like, like it's even a thing anymore. But what's so I, I weird about Judd this? Probably one of the last times. Yeah. Okay. But like a hammer is basically like. Uh, sex clinic. Oh, this is a bunch of horse shit. Blah. You know, just coming in, just flipping things around. Just this is, you know. And I'm like, dude, chill the fuck out. Like, well, at first, sex well, clinics are normal things. And but the thing is, is that this movie is just like, no, sex clinics are really fucked up and weird. <laughs> well, uh, all right, sex clinic 
one thing. Okay. It, yes. Yeah. How, this... <laughs> however, this like because when he first comes in, it's like there's a receptionist or whatever, and and she's like, "Why don't you go wait in the lounge?" And the lounge is basically like sexy lady lingerie party in there, and they're all just like bringing him tea and all this stuff and it's like we want our men to feel like men and we're subservient and bullshit and um and he's and he's just like ah, all right and there's there's two twins and he's just like talking to them mostly and, and twins. yeah <laughs> and then he gets called into her office and mm-hmm. I, they kind of fight again is this when he she gives him the file is it yeah. it's in this the second one? time yeah, the second yeah. time and then he apparently is like disgusted with this but is still going to hang around and check this place out mm-hmm because they're like, he's like, well, I, I need to go twice question the twins. And she's like, great, room 12. He's here a long time. And I have no fucking idea what he's doing here. It just seems like he's waiting for something to happen, which actually does happen. Because mm-hmm. there's another plot running through this movie of this dude who is Khan's son from the Wrath of Khan. And he is just going around murdering ladies for reasons at this point we're not quite sure of. Right. Um, and he murdered one lady that Paul Sorvino brought hammer to come look at and mm-hmm. say look at this lady and my camera's like so and and paul Sorvino was like he she had your friend's name in his, her purse and my camera was like oh all right that's important thanks so if, if they're there for like 20 minutes or he's at this place for like 20 straight minutes and he goes to talk to these twins and it's just it's it, you're made to think that he's just gonna i'm gonna have sex with twins now because that would be awesome but he just like okay you have a birthmark all right. Yeah, they, they made something about like one of us has a strawberry birthmark. Otherwise, yeah. we're identical. So he has them pose and it's just like, yeah. all right, you're oh, the one with the oh, birth, birthmark. But like leaves them in the room and then goes down to like the orgy room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because like all the like, OK, so what I was what I was getting at is like sex clinic, one thing, but mm-hmm. like um, Barbara Carrera has like hired all these prostitutes, essentially sexual surrogates, sexual surrogates, as they like to be called. <laughs> um, and they work there. And so it's yeah. like it's not just sex clinic like, hey, you know, you guys need to figure out and spice up your marriage or whatever. But no, it's just like, hey, I guess if you have some dysfunction or your wife wants you to come here just and try fucking another lady, yeah. <laughs> maybe that'll help. I, I, I don't know. But he stands, he watches this. He's there for a while. One lady comes up to him and is just like, ooh, a man. And he's like, hi, I'm here with Medicaid or Medicare. We're doing an audit. And she's just like, ew. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, well, what can you do? Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, he just sits there for a while and watches this. And everyone's just straight up fucking. And they're just cutting around to thrusting and groaning and screaming. And then at the same time, dude has shown up, the the murder dude. And Mm -hmm. he has decided he's going to murder the twins. And his weird thing is like he likes redheads, so he puts weird w- wigs on them and put a bunch of clown makeup. And they have to say that they love him, but they have to be convincing. And of course, they're not because they're terrified. So he ends up killing them. Well, yeah, cutting them every time they don't say "I yeah. love you," right? And then eventually, like when he when he is satisfied that he believes them, then he stabs them with his little switchblade knife. Uh-huh. And, and so that here, you know, there's a scream amongst all the orgasmic. Yeah moaning and screaming and whatnot he's and like, he's like what the hell wait was that? and she's like you've never heard of an <laughs> orgasm and he's like that's no that's orgasm that was and runs, runs upstairs up. yeah oh, you got dead twins here yep uh i still yeah. really don't know what that had to do with anything yeah yeah I'm because struggling to put it all together right yeah. after the meeting that uh paul sorvino and uh my camera had in the park with the dead victim they cut paul sorvino talking to this dude who I guess is the big bad or related to the big bad or something. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, put hammer on the path, just point him in the direction. Yeah, He's going to break into his friend's apartment eventually. Yeah. And, and I want you to hide a 
picture of head CIA guy or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, they're just they're manipulating my camera to murder people for them, but without any. I, I was just the whole point of this. Did they kill that guy just to piss off my camera so that he would go and murder a bunch of other people? I don't know. I, I, I really don't. That's know. the thing about this plot. It's just like each scene. I like. Okay, I understand why this is happening, but I'm like, how is this connected to literally anything yeah, else? Yeah, I mean, I honestly like. Even when the movie's over, I have no idea what the one arm man <clears throat> had to do with everything other yeah. than, as you said, maybe he was just a tool to bring my camera in. He seemed connected to fucking everybody. Also, I just realized I said tool and hammer. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the dude making Paul Sorvino do this says he he needs to crush them or hammer them if you will and I'm just like all right good to go way to go old man yeah. <laughs> nice one um there is some point like I think it's after because I think like after the dead twins he talks to Barbara Carrera like I can't remember if he goes to her house yet and that's where he gets the information I think it is but I don't know because no, no, it's got to be before that because I'm in the order of my notes. But okay. there's there's a point where he gets, I think maybe when he first got the file, he said like, you know, do any of your prostitutes and she's like sexual surrogates, and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, do any of your sexual surrogates ever quit or something like that? Right, or, yeah, because like he gets the name of an ex one yes. who dealt with his friend, oh, right? Jesus Christ! And so he he, <laughs> I don't know how, but like somehow he figures out that she's at this like you know, um, hibachi place. Uh huh. Um. And she's just there with a, I don't know if it's an actual date or a potential client. I don't know. But they're they're at a, a grill table. Mm-hmm. And she, <laughs> this is, again, like, holy fucking shit, CIA. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, but he's like sits down like and just like in between like the date and or John is like in between the two of them. And he's yeah. just asking her questions like, hey, do you remember this guy? And she's like, yeah, well, you know, mm-hmm. And that guy keeps trying to get up to leave, and, and Hammer's like, "No, no, sit down. This is going to be entertaining, right?" For you. <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's oh wait, it's not that she was involved with his one armed friend. It was that he thought she might know the killer dude, Kansan. Sure, because he she starts to like, oh yeah, he had a thing for redheads and right. stuff, but it just it got really weird, so I, I left. Yeah, and like in the middle of her telling this, the hibachi chef. Who is like you know dicing everything like you do on the table? Uh-huh. Just reaches over and goes <laughs> and slices her throat, and it's like, holy fuck! Like this is part of like you were like the CIA. How, did, how did you narrow this down to know exactly where she would be, what table she would be at, and have a dude there in place who can not only do the, the cooking shit mm-hmm. but also be ready to assassinate at a moment's notice? Right? Like, what the fuck? But he's like, oh shit, she's dead, and then grabs this dude. <laughs> It just pushes him down onto the hibachi girl and murders him that way. And I made a note. I said, well, that's one way to grill a suspect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That so, scene just is so like I had blinked and not really realized that suddenly that chef had just gone fucking murder happy and was like, wait, how do, what the who is <laughs> why was he ready to <laughs> I mean just exactly exactly yeah so like every scene is just like that's awesome wait hold up <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much um again I, I I know we're probably skipping scenes or skipping order but Doesn't matter. there there was a point where he basically goes back to see Barbara Carrera yeah. and just shows up at her like he's figured out where she lives mm-hmm. and goes and rings her buzzer and she's you know just like lounging around in sexy sexy Bath, not bathrobe. I don't know what you call she it. She just has negligee. a negligee on. Yeah. yeah. 
And then like so It's not a full nightgown. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know about these things. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that your secret? Yeah. <laughs> Victoria's is that Chuck knows everything. Yes. Um Chuck's secret. But yeah, he rings the bell and she's got one of those little like, you know, hello, is that you door things, you know, a little window uh, on the door with yes. the bars. And then he and she's like, What are you doing here? And he's like, I don't know, just chalk it up to pleasure. And she's like, All right, I guess I'll let you in. Mm-hmm. And they banter for a bit and it's so like don't call me doc okay don't call me mr, mr. Hammer. hammer and then like <laughs> they're like uh and then she's like well you know what do you say to fucking and she just starts basically stripping and going upstairs seductively mm-hmm. and then he's like you, you want me to go up there and strip with you and she's like that'd be nice yep. he's <laughs> so, like all right so cut to them starting to have sex and then my note was Turbo sexy, sexy sex, <laughs> sex, which is very hard to say. It's hard, easier to write than it is to say. Turbo sexy sex, sex. Uh huh. Yes, because holy, it is like like they 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 start. It's like, like tender lovemaking. It's like softcore, just like okay, mm-hmm. here's two attractive movie stars having sex, and then just all of a sudden, someone flips a switch and just bam! It is just like thrusting and grunting, and saxophone yeah. is just going crazy, and you're just like. Are you doing this to the music or what? <laughs> or is the music? <laughs> but it's just like it's 30 seconds of fucking turbo time. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, and we're done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it just comes like, out of nowhere. Okay. I mean, pardon the pun. <laughs> I, I could say this anywhere along the point of us talking about this movie, but I, I feel like this is as good a scene as any. I mean, okay. I know we just talked about giant orgy in a, we did. In a sex clinic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. But correct me if I'm wrong, but. Mickey Spillane people, by the time this came out, were probably 60 years old or more. Yeah. This seems like a strange direction to have this much fucking and violence in this movie. I, I, mean, I From what I've read, this is very not faithful to anything. Okay. So they were just using, like, that's a cool name. All right. So. Fair enough. I don't think they were going for, like, let's get the target demographic. Okay. I just, like, I mean, like, somewhere along the way, I was like, this is all from, like, some World War Two yeah. or post-World War Two era shit, right? I yeah. mean, like. This is, like, stuff your granddad reads in a nursing home, and you're like. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, Louis L'Amour and <laughs> yes, Mickey Spillane. Exactly. And, yeah. Which, now I'm really curious, is there a lot of fucking in Louis L'Amour books? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that the secret? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that's why we had to create Viagra, I guess. Yeah, but, um, but, yeah, no, just somewhere along the way, I was like, because, you know, great. There's Barbara Carriage. She's a lovely lady. and. Mm-hmm. Like I said, just nudity galore in this movie. There's a lot of nudity in this yeah. movie. Um, and fucking. Yeah, and, and violence. Um, but yeah. yes, they have sexy sex, sex. Boy, and um, and then, like, next morning, she's just like, get the fuck out, kind of. Well, and, he's kind of like, well, that was some sex. Thanks, I guess. And she's like, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, why are you? What? <laughs> you don't have to act like that, my camera. You can just go about your business. You don't have to just stick the dagger in a little bit. Yeah. And like, I, she bites his face or something. Yeah. Like, he goes to kiss her sort of without her yeah. permission and she bites his lip. And then, like, he, and then he doesn't, is, he doesn't really care. He's just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you want to play that way. And yeah. she's like, oh, all right. And he is bruised for the rest of the movie. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, every, like, every scene after this, they're like, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. I again, there might be more shit that happens, but there was a bit where Lorene Landon was going undercover to meet yeah, the dude. Yeah, that, that's and... what I was just about to talk about. Okay. He's like goes back and says, like, all right, you know, I want you to follow, like, try to find and follow this guy, but don't approach him because he's fucking crazy and he's been programmed and. You yeah, know. because there's been a scene where that dude has clearly just been straight up being programmed to kill Lorene Landon. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, and but like then he's out on a date with somebody else, and she's there again, and, probably some CIA bullshit. But yeah, she follows like it's an extended like follows sequence where 
it starts in like a bank and mm-hmm. then like follows them down the street and then into a, like a swanky restaurant. Yeah. And then she tries to go and make a call to Hammer, but his phone's off the hook. And sure. then this guy just walks in and is like, guess your boyfriend's not coming or something like that. And she tries to be like, oh, well, yeah, I, I, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're already on a date. And he's like, oh, nice. You know, to notice. And then basically does that. Here's a gun in your ribs. I'm going to put you in a taxi now. Yeah. And takes her to some like his murder apartment, I guess. <laughs> yes, I don't know. They do. They go to his murder apartment. <laughs> and <sighs> I'm trying to remember, like, <clears throat> like, I don't remember how my camera gets there. But yeah, I don't I don't remember how he gets the like, oh, she's been taken. Like how he knows. Mm. It's one call. Fuck. I, I honestly don't remember. But anyway, like he's like doing creepy shit with her, like putting her in the wig and putting her, it's like he has her in a chair up on top of a table mm-hmm. and like tied up to a chair with a, like even worse wig on, like didn't even bother to try and is like doing his whole shtick. Just a weird little orphan his, his, wig. His, his, his stick shtick. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and the, but like my camera is like now knows that she's been taken and he's fucking like, he's on a rampage because like, this is again, like where it's like bystanders, fuck you. Because yeah. like, <laughs> He goes tearing off and like just throws this dude that's about to get in a taxi out of the way and takes the taxi well, they, instead. They both went out a window. They they no, land. No, was it? Yeah, because he goes like Kansan jumps out a window and lands on like. I thought this. that was when he found him. I thought that was because I think it was just like getting to him. Okay. Because right. like I think like oh that's right yes. yeah he okay. was just like talk, clocks ticking buddy like yeah, you right. know you make it here don't hit any red lights and you get this Rolex yeah, yes. and then like <laughs> gets there like but he threw one dude just like violently to the ground yes, like you're right and then like okay. he gets there and then like you earn it tosses him the guy's Rolex which fuck it's New York there's no way that's a real Rolex come on guy nah. you should know this cab driver you're, you're <laughs> supposed to be fucking New York smart uh, <laughs> he got that down to battery park for $15 or yeah. probably $5 in the 80s but mm-hmm. um, anyway uh, but yes he gets there and like goes like jumps busts in and like you know that's he throws this dude out the window or the dude just jumps out of the yeah, window he's like, peace out yeah and then he's like Lori landon you okay she's like yeah i'm fine all right and then he jumps out the same window and they like basically land on like the vent street vendor with all the coats and bullshit <laughs> um to break their fall and then this just kind of starts a little bit of a foot chase but this dude steals uh like they're just running through the crowd and he's like gone out like mm-hmm. and and Kansan is like throwing people in his way, like you know, distraction, and he bowls over a couple. <laughs> just like, I mean, it is a violent like interaction, and then <laughs> Kansan basically like steals a truck, like a so like a used moving, mattress truck, yeah, like a moving truck, like a box, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, and he tries to give chase at first, and I think that's when he like he's like he tries to go into turbo mode and bowls over that couple, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> then like he. <clears throat> jumps on an rv he does like climbs, the side ladder of like, an yeah, rv and climbs up to the top and just perfectly this rv goes up on a ramp whereas the moving truck is down on the street below yeah, it's it's well it's amazingly well timed yeah. for what hammer needs to do but yeah that he is up on a on a you know a highway and the mm-hmm. the bad guy is down below and it's timed perfectly to where he can just leap off this thing and land in the back no problem yeah lands and, right on mattresses of course because. yes and my camera's just like, fuck this, and just puts a bullet through the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like without even like, doesn't like try to Indiana Jones his way around to the front gap no. or anything. Just he's like, just oh, like, just well, right from the back. He's so. in the driver's seat, blam, mm-hmm. <laughs> and fucking murders that guy. To which the truck uh, kind of goes off the road and straight into a, a concrete, mm-hmm. uh, a cement mixer truck. Yeah. And the, the the bed of the truck just starts filling up with yeah. cement. Which was my next one. It's like, that's some pretty concrete evidence. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it this is like when it cuts to Paul Sorvino and he's just like, you're off the hook for that one. That guy was a real bad guy. Mm-hmm. Pretty like, much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was my last like punny note. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I just like, come on. You got, you're grilling a suspect and there's some concrete evidence. It's just, come on. It's my, yeah. My camera bullshit. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So that dude's dead. So like that whole B mm-hmm. plot done, yeah, I guess. I and killed him. Uh, Oh, he uh, he goes back to see the gangster dude, Alan well, King guy. He gets whatever information he gets from Paul Sorvino, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Fuck it, I'm going after Alan King." And he, well, he basically also he's like, "You're in on this too, aren't you?" And he's like, "Yeah, dude." Yeah. And he's like, they're, "They're not the only ones that could run your career. I, yeah. I could fucking run your career, but yeah. I'll, I'll deal with you later." Right. In another movie. Um. And yeah, he just goes back to Alan King. Is like, okay, so he is. Coming across a rooftop mm-hmm. to get to where Alan King is getting a massage or a shave or something. And there is a henchman up on the roof sitting in front or standing in front of what appears to be just a giant bowl of whipped cream. But it's like a dessert table, but there's sure. just one fancy cake there. But Mike Hammer just comes up behind him and fucking drop kicks him in face first into this bowl of whatever. Mm-hmm. Just like, fuck you, pal. <laughs> Much, it yeah. is so quick and violent. I was just like, good God. He fucking launches this dude into this dessert. Also, the dude is just like like that schlubby 80s henchman dude. Yeah, like, just covered in hair. and like, Yeah, just it was also it was extra funny just because it was like, you know, oh, man, why do I always get the shit duties here? And then it's just like, <laughs> I always have to guard the fucking dessert table. I think that was the guy who jumped on Alan King at the beginning mm. when he was getting fake assassinated, and oh, Alan okay. King berated him. Gotcha. And the guy was like, I saw it on TV. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, my camera's just like, you're coming with me, Alan King. We're going to the place. And it's some other place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the place where the, the bad guys are doing their CIA it, bullshit. It's just a fucking cabin out in the woods. Yeah. Like they've got, they've got a computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they've got kind of a, a strategy board with some lights on it. And I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but no they're idea. alerted to the fact that my camera is there. <sighs> was it previous <laughs> to this? Like, okay, so. Oh, that's, there, there was a scene where he went to see a dude, I think, at a newspaper. Because he gets clocked over the head one time. Oh, by, oh right. And they torture the fuck out yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To which he just laughs it off. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. This is this is, this is is what sets us in the path. Because we were skipping yeah. this scene. Because like he goes to see this dude in the newspaper. And this guy is like, he's Hispanic of some sort. And he's basically like saying like, look, man, like we, we know these, you know, communist sympathizers, Cuban people, terrorist people, whatever that mm-hmm. they refer to him as are like here in the country. But we can't do anything. We don't have any proof on them. Yeah. But, you know, if we link them to like these sex crimes or we have these programmed agents or whatever like then we can assassinate these dudes undercover mm-hmm. it's some weird it's some weird fucking shit yep. um why why did i just uh i just blanked on that whole well that's when the dudes like he's taking pictures of no, all no, the no, no, like what's what's the shit called the um the project the, the mind control project oh uh, uh mk ultra yeah <laughs> i was like i was like yeah, that's yeah. so dumb because I was like, it's a video game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mortal Kombat Ultra. Right. Um, yes, but it, it's just it's extend, extending that whole thing. Like, it's just like, yeah, we have these sleeper agents and we can just trigger them anytime and they can assassinate people and we'll usually make it look like sex crimes. And he basically hands them this folder of like all these like UN diplomats and whatnot killed in brothels and yeah. shit like that. And like, well, the brothel's not being investigated. It's just it's some fucking weirdness. And so he's just like. <laughs> This is crazy. And the, the CIA dudes, dudes just come up behind him and clock him in the head and take him to this room and start torturing him with like a 
car battery type thing. Yeah, just something they're winding up and shocking him with. Yeah. with he is just laughing. He's he, he at first he's not. He's in pain, but like the second time they really go after him, he's yeah. just chuckling. This was, this was also how he found out about where Lorraine Landon was because this was actually before that because oh, right, yeah. because like he he just. There, there's another point in this movie where he passes out with his eyes wide open, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like legit passed out that time. Mm-hmm. This time he just does it again. He goes limp, like eyes wide open. They're like, oh, he's out. Like, <laughs> okay, get him out of here. And so two dudes are dragging him, and like he just waits for the right point and like, you know, kicks him down the stairs and gets the drop on him and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. it has them like they're there's like a um painters ropes and shit like where they're bringing supplies up the staircase he's like grab one of those ropes and just hang there and he's like that's he gets the information is like your girls almost are probably dead already he's got her here such and such place that's what set him on the course that's why he knew where she was and why he was on the fucking warpath yeah anywho back up now he's got alan king and they he's going to take him to the cia headquarters yeah whatever it is MK Ultra compound, I guess. Which I think is great because they have booby trapped this compound in the way that you would in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So the perfect f- foil for this is Mike fucking Hammer, mm-hmm. who was in Vietnam. Yeah. Because he's not any of their booby trap shit. He's just like, fuck this. Well, I'm- like they, they, you know, he's getting like a nice quasi limo kind of car that pulls right up to the gate, honks the horn, and they're mm-hmm. like, they have cameras, and they're like, yeah, we possibly have company. And immediately like even though this is this dude's car like they're just like all right get out there and cover the front and i'm gonna arm the mines (laughs) and yeah hammer gets out looks at the gate he's like oh yeah this is wire there's just a series of explosions are gonna happen he's like well let's see if you bought the best bulletproof car since hitler yeah (laughs) let's let's put this to a test and back it up and drive (laughs) through the gate and he's like are you crazy he's like just fucking do it or i'll kill you now find out (laughs) so God, um, they do (laughs) yeah and so they just drive through it and yeah it's like it's like a series of six explosions of this car is going by just kind of mildly cracking the windows you know because yeah. it's supposed to be bulletproof um somewhere along the way he's like all right peace out <laughs> and, <laughs> and rolls combat rolls out of the car yeah he's like hammer you son of a bitch it just keeps driving for keeps some reason driving and it's just screaming the whole time it's yeah. me yeah, hogging the horn it's like get hammer he's not in here yeah. and and main cia dude's just sitting there with a button and like he hits a certain point and just goes bloop and like just vaporizes <laughs> this car like <laughs> The height that the hood of this car gets in this scene is fucking amazing. Like, it leaves the shot. It is so high. Mm-hmm. Just pieces of this car. Just, man, it is quite the car explosion. Yep. But, yeah. So, see you, Alan. The king, king is dead. I have no long, idea. Long live the king. If you were good or bad, but yeah. bye. Probably bad. <laughs> I, he's a gangster. He's, uh, yeah. a gu- he's a gun running gangster. I'm going to go yeah. with not quite good. He, he was threatening Mike Hammer a lot. He True. was like, you better fucking relocate to Tibet because we ain't got nobody in Tibet, <laughs> yeah. but it's we like, might soon. He's like, my people will kill you, then the CIA will. <laughs> <laughs> he's really giving him a good, like, you're so fucked. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he come out, rolls out, and then just sort of like Vietnam's his way through this little compound. Like, like ne- he knows whenever a trap is cut, he's just like, yoink. he just yeah. dragons layers through all that shit. <laughs> he just like yeah, taps I mean, right and then I mean, goes they, around. They have a comical like, you know, <laughs> piece of wood with spikes on it that comes like, boing, yeah, like flings in, out of In case a random bad guy got past yeah. all the landmines. <laughs> Here's this thing. But... <laughs> Like they they have they have taken up residence in this place that's basically just like I, I it almost looks like a vineyard yeah. or something because like there's it's got just, greenhouses there's, everywhere yeah, there's lots of greenhouse yeah. shit, um, but like yeah he just kind of sneaks up and takes out the two henchmen that he sent out there with like M16s or whatever mm-hmm. and it's just so it's just down to like main guy and main guy fucks with him a little bit because he comes into the main courtyard and just gets shot at yeah and like we can see the dude like 
we're tipped off already because like we could see the guy with the control thing and he's not even in the place where he is and he's mm-hmm. just like <laughs> and sneaks <laughs> off and so Mike Hammer like sneaks around it and finds this like you know machine gun mounted on a gimbal thing yeah. that's just being remote controlled he's like oh son of a bitch and mm-hmm. starts stalking through this greenhouse and dude kind of gets a jump on him and he's just like oh you can't shoot me on my camera and just steps out of the way <laughs> and then they just start fighting like they start fighting really enthusiastically and it's like and it's almost all of it is like the actual actors like it's not stuntmen like they're, they're, they're throwing each other through soil and just planters and all these th- windows i mean just there, there is one shot in this entire movie where i went oh that's not armando sante there was like one time where it was very clearly because like right stuntman had like totally different hair uh, yeah even like practically wrong hair color and like i was like oh that's a stuntman but like most of this is like oh yeah. shit like like he grabs him by just the collar at one point and flings him out of this greenhouse where i was just like oh fuck man yeah. that guy's fucking wrecked yeah. there, there's also like weird like it's like a weird shooting gallery here, too, because they're like cardboard cutouts of dudes mm-hmm. popping up that my camera's shooting at. It's just like, basically makes him is this empty place? his gun. Yeah. yeah. Like the M16. Well, he picks up an M16 from the dudes he took out. Yeah. Took out. But yeah. Um, yeah. And, okay. So before he stormed this place, like he had his gun, his mm-hmm. main gun that he had, but he also has this gun tucked in behind his back. Right. This little tiny gun. Yeah. Like a little pocket. And yeah. you just see him fidget with it for a second and then tuck it back in. You're like, well, that's weird. Um, and I was thinking, like, okay, well, he's got a hidden gun, so that's going to come into play. Mm-hmm. So he's wrestling around with this dude, and he gets the drop on him with his little gun, mm-hmm. and they wrestle around some more, and then the bad guy gets it, and he's just like, ah, it's it's that's it for you, Hammer. Yeah, You're- it's curtain. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say that. But- <laughs> no. And he goes to fucking murder Mike Hammer, and the gun... Like, we get a brief shot where it's like there's something jammed in the barrel. Right. Y- yeah, you see it from Hammer's point of view, and he's like, all right. And the gun backfires mm-hmm. and fucking just murders that guy <laughs> pretty much uh and they have a little conversation about it like oh you fucking yeah. jammed the barrel and <laughs> did the thing didn't I you and my camera's like yeah. yeah and my camera's then like why don't you tell me the the whole thing now and the guy's like ha dead <laughs> yeah comically like head turns like <laughs> eyes shut this is the first guy who doesn't give it up right before he dies like every other person who's almost dead gives my camera exactly what he wants mm-hmm. and this guy's just like yeah well eh. <laughs> And then it just kind of cuts to uh, him showing up at Barbara Carrera's house with a box of flowers, so mm-hmm. you think. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I love flowers. And How she opens, do you know? Yeah, and she opens the box. Well, I mean, you're a lady in the 80s. Of course you love flowers. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> she opens the box, and it's the dude's uh, artificial arm. Mm-hmm. And he's basically like, I knew it was you. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, let's make out. And while we do, I'll reach behind you and get my gun out of this box. And then as they're making out, he shoots her. Mm-hmm. She dies half naked. He leaves. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I think that's kind of it. Yeah, that's like the final shot of the movie yeah. and then into credits. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah it's, 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 I, was... I don't know how he figured out it was her that pulled the trigger. He, he said something about like... He, at the very, right before that, went into the compound and like... You don't even see him or hear him do anything. He just kind of waves at the computer, and mm-hmm. then suddenly the, the dot matrix printer just goes crazy. Right, right, right. And so whatever he printed out apparently was yeah. the thing he needed. But it was just like, he comes in and looks at it like it's a fucking, you know, statue that he doesn't understand, and then just kind of like moves his hands slightly, and then the printer goes crazy. So I guess whatever he printed out got the information. So okay. He yeah. killed that lady yeah. because of that. Mm-hmm. Then the movie's over. It is. <laughs> it is. He was the jury. <laughs> oh 
He was the jury oh. the whole time. <laughs> The huh. giveaway was the title. <laughs> but was he hung? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Well, sure. huh. All yeah. right, then. Yeah. So, I, the jury. I kind of want to see there's a 1953 version of this movie. I, I'm sure it's just like this. <laughs> I just, I mean, there are several reasons why I want to see it. Because, A, I want to know what all they changed. Mm-hmm. And, B, like, I want to know if this was, like super pulpy and like racy for its time or something or if it's just like they were just like nah fuck it I the jury that sounds good yeah. give me explain five dollars and a bottle of scotch and I don't know you might have been dead by the time they made this I don't know but like yeah you know. it's a pretty good price <laughs> yeah no Mickey explain made it to 2006 oh shit yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah you know what I mean it's just like oh, I do, I'm, yeah. I'm just curious of like how much this follows or if, if that one makes more sense or you know because like what's the What's the crux in that? I mean, well, I, I guess MK, I guess the idea of MK Ultra has been around since World War II. I mean, that's like the Manchurian candidate, right? I mean, yeah, that's about yeah, or, uh, yeah. So after World War II, okay, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. It, this this is a this is an odd thing. It's it's you didn't see much of these in the eighties or since really. You just don't get this kind of thing. But it's it's like traditional, but not. It's like very traditional. But with the 80s mentality of excess. So it's an odd thing. It's just like. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting if you look at sort of like a uh, almost natural progression of like you have something you have like the Maltese Falcon and, you know, those type of like traditional film noir things. Mm-hmm. And then you sort of step it up with like Chinatown where it's like, all right, well, now we have like 70s carte blanche to do violence and shit like that and mm-hmm. taboo subjects. And then like. This seems like, all right, well, let's take that even a step further now, you know, like, like, let's just have boobs and orgy clinics and shit like that. You know, I mean, it's just, it's kind of interesting in, in, in that regard Yeah, that, you know, just to kind of follow like, well, we got to keep shocking audiences. We can't just do a standard story anymore. I guess, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. So how the fuck to rate this thing? (laughs) I, I thought about this a lot since watching this movie. Story-wise, like we just explained, it's fucking nonsense. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm sure maybe if you were super really focused and paying attention to it, you could put the pieces together, but it just seemed like the movie cheated a lot to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that regard, it's bad. Like, storytelling-wise, it is bad. However, the music is fucking amazing. The violence and the stunts are really amazing like every time something would happen i was just constantly just like man they are fucking going for it how many people died making this movie so i think in that regard i consider it pretty watchable even if you you could just fuck the story who cares but just like scene to scene you can enjoy something you can just enjoy mike hammer being a dick because he will constantly be a dick so i think with that i can give it two jocks um it's got a lot of stuff in it that's really good. Just as a movie, it sucks. <laughs> you can't come out of it and go, wow, that was, oh, wait, what about the, huh, what? And it's just, none of it made any sense. But even talking through it, it's like, I think we got all the pieces in it. Yeah. Just not in the right order, but it still didn't matter because <laughs> none of it makes much sense. So, but two jocks, all the surrounding bits are really good. Yeah, it's, I actually am having kind of like, a. am having a slightly different reaction in that, it's only when we 
like watching it, it felt like it made more sense than when we tried to analyze it. <laughs> like I when felt it was the same both well, ways. Well, like, I mean, no, I'm just saying, like when it when it was over, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess they all came together. And then, like when we started piecing together, like, but wait, what? How did he? And who was? Yeah. What? Why was this guy in the woods? And what did he have to do with anything? <laughs> like, I, like I, I, it's just saying, you know, <laughs> like at the time, I was like, I was just going with it. Like everything that was happening, I was like, oh, okay, he knows this guy, uh, buddy from Nam, yeah. buddy from Nam. Okay, another person he knows from Nam. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like. <laughs> So I, in the moment, I was very much like, I'm going to give this three jocks. Like I, mm-hmm. this was crazy and, and fun and stupid and everything interesting. But yeah, like in actually talking about it, I have no idea what the hell happened in that movie. Now that I think about it, like yeah, what the, who the ultimate bad guy was and all of that. It's, it's, it's kind of confusing. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if the guy who was manipulating Paul Sorvino to manipulate Armand DeSante was good or bad or if he lived or died in that movie. I, I cannot remember, like, because there are four or five old gray-haired dudes at all doing something at some point. And I'm just like, I don't know if that guy is in on it, not in on it. Is he a good guy? Are they means to an end? What's happening? But, huh. yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I was pleased that... As soon as I saw Paul Sorvino, I was like, ah, he fucking did it. And then I was glad that he didn't quite do it. He was just kind of in on this other thing. But right. still, I man, I don't know. There's one bit, though, where Paul Sorvino fucking loses his mind for about four seconds. For about four seconds, he just goes into this rage where you're just like, whoa. But, yeah. Yeah. I would like to point out two things about the old version, which, granted, we haven't seen. Right, okay. One, mm-hmm. it was in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just throwing that out there. Sure. Um, also, man, 50s were kind of fucking gross because the tagline on the original one can, can just go fuck itself. Okay. Um, I mean, there's, you know, it's there's lots of taglines on the poster, but sure. uh, one that's right right next to the title goes, all its man-woman violence shatter the, shatters the screen in 3D. Oh. So, fuck hey. you. Fuck you, 1950s. Hey, hey kids. <laughs> come see the hot man-woman violence in 3D. Just saying. Like, that's how they were yeah. fucking selling that shit. Fuck yeah, you, 1950s. They did that a lot. Anyway, but, but yeah. Anyway, I still would like to see it because I'm curious if now about the changes. I, I suppose I could go read a book. They're probably like 200 pages and pulpy, but you know, mm-hmm. eh, I'll just go watch another movie. Okay, it's probably more fun that way. Yeah. Plus, it's got 3D man. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. I mean, you know, there there is that. I suppose. Uh, yeah. So what what did you land on? Three. 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 Okay. Yeah, it, it's it's a weird one to recommend in that it's kind of lousy, but has all these great bits in it that are really, really good yeah. and watchable. So. Yeah, lousy, but watchable. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's best you can say that's the Bamcast right there. <laughs> that's what we do. Hopefully listenable too. we want that. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be it for this week. We'll be back next week with another too long for Bamcast Prime movie like this one this one was a 111 minutes oh they wouldn't have tolerated that shit no way uh (laughs) and uh we want to thank you guys for being patrons and giving us your hard-earned money so that we can work hard and watch things like eye of the jury for you and tell you about it so i I don't remember who recommended it but you were absolutely right about the theme song holy shit that thing is good and you're probably going to hear that at the end of this episode (laughs) just a little editing preview for you right there Uh, So until next time, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra, out. Bye.